guest tonight is the Heartland Zone, Hawkeye John Blue! Oops! Oops! And I'm your host, Larry! When it was opening day of the NBA restart, followed by the NHL restart a day later, and I was psyched for sports to come back, and boy, has it delivered. So, I I guess you've been watching some NBA, or at least following it. I've been following every day, multiple times a day, like it's... It's honestly like I we go to bed, you know, a little bit early mm-hmm. here. Early um, to bed, early to rise. Early to early to rise. It's the first thing I'm checking in the morning. Yeah. When I, when I get up, I'm like, what happened? What happened? What's going on? And I'm always, always just like nervous that someone got injured or God forbid, you know, there's been a positive test or something like mm-hmm. that. So yeah. Yeah. It's stressful still. I mean, there but. have been some injuries, which we could get to, uh, but no positive tests. Same with the NHL bubble. And it's like, not that we could have replicated bubbles everywhere, but it shows what is possible with like a good plan, which our country did not have. That That is true. Um, and bubbles themselves are operational miracles. Yeah. In- they, they, they really are to coordinate that many moving pieces like case studies will be done in business school about, you know, how how they put these together. Like, it's, yeah, it's really impressive. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah. So, yeah, th- these games have been great and a lot of high stakes games. We may we may lose a little bit of that in the next week as teams start clinching. But I, I think we're going to still have lots of there's so many fun scenarios. Yes. Do do you think jockeying is like a thing at this point? Uh, I don't know. I mean, so so in the in the West, for example, you have uh, I mean the LA teams. The the Clippers haven't clinched number two, but they're most likely going to be number two with Denver most likely three. And then four through six is kind of maybe shift around a bit with Houston, OKC, and Utah. Utah, I think right now is 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 going to be of the teams that make the playoffs. I would rank them eighth in the West. Yes, because Memphis isn't going to make it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I I agree. Of all the the current top eight, Memphis would be the one everyone would want to play, but they're not going to be in it. Right. And then Portland's most likely going to replace them. And then it's like, yeah, it's Utah is the one everyone wants. Yeah. So you could sure. jockey for that, but who knows where they're going to fall? They they could still like win a game at the, at the last day and fall five or they could be six. So it's, it's really it's really hard to control that. So I don't I don't think we'll see it too much. I think teams should. Uh, I mean, Denver, if they get Jamal Murray back in the next in the next few days, they should try to get him some reps. Uh, and and just like rest their players, make sure everybody's healthy and feeling good going in. Don't worry so much about position. Yeah, and Denver is like the house money team 
mm-hmm. right now. Like basically, they probably they can't win this year. I mean, they're the they're the coolest. You know, <laughs> they got they got Porter Jr. going out there. They got Bull Bull, both of whom were top five, and in Porter's case, like top one, Recruits. really, like prospects. Yeah, who fell because of injuries. And they picked them both up for nothing. I mean, Porter was like a, you know, that was 14, I yeah. think, was the pick. Um, but Bull Bull was like 42nd. And like, oh, Jesus, that is just such great drafting. I know. Like, I know. It's, it's, it's amazing. An amazing luck. And it's cool. I mean, for a team that still is not considered a free agent destination uh to have mm. that and be able to pair it with Jokic and have like just so much depth it, it's they're gonna be fun to watch over the next few years and uh yeah i i mean, I mean I, I, yeah i hope michael porter jr stays healthy even though he's a conspiracy theorist i i hope he gets over that i think that's immaturity i really just <laughs> i hope so i hope so too because i don't want to hate him as much as i hate Kyrie. um <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, Kyrie also just seems like a total asshole to like other teammates and and just so weird. I don't know if Porter Jr. has that. Well, we'll, yeah, fi- we'll find out. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of like uh, what if thing about like uh, for the Knicks, for example, because they picked ninth in that Knox. draft. Yeah. But, you know. First of all, as me as a Knicks fan, I don't. That's not one of the things that bothers me so much over the last few years. Because first of all, if you're going to redraft where with a crystal ball where the Knicks had their pick, it's still I would take Shy Gilgis Alexander over. Porter oh yeah, Jr. I would totally take. Yeah, I would yeah. totally take him over Porter. So, and also Porter was it had an injury history coming in, so he's probably going to be the New York. He would be injured and <laughs> never going to play. Maybe. Yeah, and, and he had like, back surgery like, immediately it's after. Those, it's one of those things. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's like I just—it's hard to second guess. It's definitely hard. You can't. And and Knox had a lot of other people promoting him too, and a lot of people on the Knox bad wagon. So, you know, every every team, even the really good, well well constructed front offices who know what they're doing and haven't fucked up like the Knicks have over the past two decades, like even good teams make have misses in drafts. There's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of luck involved. So I, right. and I, mean, I can't kill them. Who that. knows when Porter or if he's going to get hurt again. Right. And the same with like bull bull and stuff, but Shea, Shea, I'm like, yeah, that guy is going to be a multi-time all-star yeah. and he's going to get like, that was the pick. Oh yeah. He goes, he goes, if that draft, if you redraft that year, he goes top five for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember who else went that year. Is that the year, uh, the number one pick that year? So last year, number one pick was Zion. So the year before, um, wait, who was it? Why am I? Yeah, blanking I'm blanking on too. That? Uh, um, let's see. oh, it's it's uh, DeAndre Ayton year. Oh yeah. So who so, I was never in love with, but he's he's coming on. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. sure is. Uh, I mean, Phoenix undefeated, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta love it. They deserve the play-in game. If, yeah. It may still be hard to get, but they deserve it. And Devin Booker's awesome. Did you see uh, his like buzzer beater? I mean, to get a buzzer beater off against Chan Kawhi. Yeah, like that's or the, it was like Paul the George. Degree of difficulty. Well, no, it was both of them. 
Oh, at the same time. Was it really? Both defending him? Yeah. Yeah, because he like spun away from Kawhi oh, right, like, right, right. into George or whatever. Yeah. And then put up the shot falling backwards. It yeah. was like it was like the hardest buzzer beat yeah. I've ever seen. And George like possibly committed a foul by hitting him on his like non shooting hands during that shot. I saw that. I mean, Booker was hot the whole game, so, like, I knew it was going in. But, like, that spin move with Paul George on him, Paul George hitting one of his hands, like, that's maybe one of the most difficult shots I've ever seen. I think even more difficult than some of the, like, crazy shots Dame has hit in his career. Um, Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it was was incredible. Like, just amazing. Yeah. I mean, Dame... Like we, Dame. It's like we go through this every year with Dame. He's always, every everybody knows he's good. Uh, he pretty much always makes an All Star team in the West. Often, like maybe third team and All NBA. So it's not like he's too underrated. He's definitely considered good. But then playoff Dame's happens, and he's just like a cold blooded killer. And now he's doing it in the bubble. And man, they are they are fun to watch. Those Portland Trailblazers. They are. I yeah. I think they're gonna screw things up for the Lakers potentially. I would love it. <laughs> I mean, they're not. I don't think they're gonna beat the Lakers, but yeah. just taking them to extra games just throws off the the rest schedule, and the Lakers are old. And I don't know. I I don't know. It's yeah. Tough. I mean, I'm sure the Lakers would obviously would much rather be playing Memphis or even New Orleans or whoever than Portland. So. Uh, yeah, let's, let's go through some, let's, let's look at, let's look at first, like eight through 13. Uh, I'm going to share my screen with you so you can see these standings. Okay. Okay. So Memphis currently an eight, uh, and they are winless. Jesus. (laughs) I mean, way to just, just shit the bed. Uh, Portland now half game behind. I think they're passing them. And Phoenix and San Antonio. San Antonio, what did they do? They're playing today. How did they do? Uh, they were. They, they are winning against only a yeah, nine, against nine point game. No, they, it's over. Oh, no, it's not over. Uh, no. It's over. Six minutes to go in the fourth. They're up one of six to 97. So they obviously need that to keep pace. Uh, Phoenix plays tonight. Or they have the night off. No, they have the night off. Okay. So, Sack, I think, is done. I think New Orleans yeah. is done. Um, so, then it's just like, can San Antonio and or Phoenix catch Memphis, probably, as Mem- as Portland will overtake Memphis for the eighth seed? Um, um, what I saw, what I've seen, I guess, the scenarios, you know, like on the ringer, they do the likelihood of all the different things right now i think it's over 50 percent that it'll be memphis and portland yeah um in the eight nine both both combinations um that sounds right yeah so that's sort of the most likely thing but man memphis has just been sucking and and they lost like they lost jackson right uh yes yes yeah with a meniscus tear I think yeah. So yeah, they're that's unfortunate. I just I, I don't see it. I think Phoenix or San Antonio, most likely San Antonio. I just feel like they're I don't know. 
I don't yeah. think they're as good, but I think they're, I think when you get into crunch time, it's, um, for Phoenix, I mean, maybe they're, I don't know if they're a little young to be winning these really high stakes games. Yeah. End. Yeah. Uh, and San Antonio without, uh, Aldridge. I know. It's kind of opened things up for them and it's, <laughs> I mean, I still, I love Aldridge and he was probably born in the wrong time or like he was there when he was in the right time. And then halfway through his career, like the game kind of changed. Yeah. But, but, uh, and same with DeRozan, but when DeRozan's the only guy like that, uh, he, he's good at get. He's still like so talented offensively, even if he's maybe as inefficient shot selection. Yeah. The, the advanced stats hate him. But... I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's. Yeah, there's yeah. so many players like that who like you, you still like to watch. I mean, Mello was well. Mello had some good advanced stats some at some years, but okay. So let's say we get Memphis or Portland, Memphis. Hopefully, Portland versus Phoenix or San Antonio, just to make things a little fun. So then we get LA versus Portland in the first round. Um, that, that'd be a great series. That's that'll be electric. I I mean, yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but that that would be awesome for us. Not awesome for the Lakers and their long term prospects, but I think awesome for all of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is the best. This this sports bubble is the best. And it's just going to like the first round of the playoffs is going to have basically as many games going on on the and it's just going to be great. Um, okay. Seems likely we'll have Clippers versus Dallas. I think, you know, I mean, Dallas is fun, but, uh, I think Clippers will take care of them fairly easily. Like they did last I, I, yeah, I don't think that, I think Dallas. So if Dallas had been able to beat the Clippers last night, Mm -hmm. then the Clippers would have been sort of in danger of getting overtaken by Denver. Yeah which I think would have been really good for Dallas. I think Dallas was going for it, and they just couldn't do it. I just don't think they can win that uh, series. You know, I, I hadn't thought of it from that perspective because I I, I like, I thought about, like, Clippers being overtaken by Denver um, and that how that, like, kind of doesn't matter too much to the Clippers, mm-hmm. whether they're two or three, but it would help be helpful for Dallas to have – they probably want to play Denver instead of L.A. the first round for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, LA Clippers. By the way, that win was that win hurt last night, and Denver losing last night because uh, I'm a little bit on Clippers pick watch because the Knicks own the Clippers first round pick, which would be number 27 right now, and really realistically, the only two teams that could still overtake them are Denver and Boston, and so whatever, 27 to 26 or 25, it's it's I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's say number three versus six. We have Denver. Who do you, who would you like to see Denver play in the first round? Because these teams are so, all bunched up half a game. I you know I I so it's it's funny because I I was listening to um, sports guy and Joe House talking earlier and Joe. House was saying, maybe the sports guy, someone was saying that the the scuttlebutt is no one wants to play Houston mm-hmm. in the first round. 
um, like that everyone's scared, which surprises me because I kind of think of the Rockets as the team who can beat you on any given night but can't beat you in a seven-game series because mm-hmm. you just get used to their style and then, you know, then you take them down. But I if I don't know. I, I would most like to see, um, I think, Denver and Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would just be the – the most entertaining matchup. Um, Even though I kind of like both of the teams and I'd rather see both of them have a chance of advancing. Mm -hmm. Um, So not playing each other, but I think that would be the most entertaining three, six if Houston um, falls down there. Yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, Houston, Houston, OKC first round would also be very entertaining if, if Schroeder gets back. Um. Yeah, I think of all those like three through six, the two teams I uh, are rooting for the most is Houston and OKC. So I would like to see them not play each other in the first round. Um. But yeah, I mean, between the two of them and Denver, obviously one of them's not going to make it to round two. So yeah, it'll be a good first round. I mean, and the. With the jockeying for position, it's hard to predict where Utah's going to fall, but Utah's the team you want to play. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And what sucks, and I feel bad, like, it's, you know, Diss and Utah, but just losing Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's just big. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Bogdanovich, it's not like he's LeBron James, but, like, it's just that they had their bench sucks. And now you take Bogdanovich out of the rotation. Ingles moves from the bench to the starting lineup and it's like they have maybe six like legit NBA players on that team maybe five yeah. I don't I mean Emmanuel Moutier I hate Emmanuel Moutier God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he should be better but yeah if the, he went to Conley, if he went to SMU he would have gotten coached up <laughs> if, if and, and yeah it's so true um, if Conley you know, can kind of keep this little resurgence going. Yeah. Then maybe, but I just, I do not see the jazz winning a first round series. Right. I just don't. Yeah. And now the, I, I heard, yes, yesterday, some rumors. So there's since COVID there's been, you know, rumors about Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell having mm-hmm. a little bit of beef, which seems silly because I think anybody could have started the whole, COVID thing and the the league was going to shut down anyway. Um, And I feel like Donovan Mitchell's camp is maybe playing that up. Maybe they're angling for a trade at some point. And now there's rumors of him not wanting to sign an extension. Uh, I guess that would have been this summer. Um, I can't imagine. I don't know. Maybe he would be a player who would like, you know, when, when, when a player becomes a restrictive free agent, just take the qualifying offer and take your chances on becoming an unrestricted free agent the next season rather than signing a max deal with the team. But something to just watch out for. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the thing that almost no one does. I know. Right? Um, but he, he could be the guy to do it. I guess with everything, though, now, I mean, I don't know how this... I don't know how this, all this is going to play out salary cap-wise. Yeah. Like, obviously, revenue is going to be down some, you know, double-digit percent this year, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's where the salary cap comes from. But then you 
I don't know how they're going to enforce all this stuff because you get you signed people to multi-year contracts expecting the salary cap was going to be somewhat similar, if not a little bit up, right? Right. So you, you can't just like penalize everybody for that. So they're going to have to figure out some sort of smoothing mechanism. Yeah. Um, it's going to. So I don't know. It's going to do a lot to a lot of these teams. Um, and some teams are going to be. Some teams are going to have a contract that's just going to not look good. I mean, there are already some like like Buddy Heald in Sacramento. But Eric Gordon in Houston, even though Eric Gordon's still a solid rotation player, he's, I think, got like three more years after this one at like 15 million a year. Yeah. So so I I think that's going to, I think we need more information about all that before someone like Donovan Mitchell makes a decision about like leaving a whole bunch of money on the table and betting on himself. Yeah. Yeah, and he might also force a trade. Um, it, it's it's too early to say. But another team yeah. that I think has possible chemistry issues that uh, I I'm, I think a star trading is even more likely. That is the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, Jesus. Um, so they've been a mess anyway. Um, there's been some fighting between Embiid and Shake Milton and whoever. Uh, but now Simmons, unfortunately, has re-injured that knee. Um, it's supposedly MRIs are negative. It's not official yet that he's going to be out of the bubble, but I, I, I can't see him playing again this season. And I think Philly... You think it's that serious? I don't know. Uh, I mean, he had... I guess his injury before... The hiatus was a back injury, right? Yeah, but he did have that. I think it was a knee that kept him out that first season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know when if this he, is the same knee or not. And yeah, um, yeah. So basically, I've decided that the 76ers are the NBA's Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Because um, they get so much ink, whether they're winning or losing. Yep. And Always, people are always talking about the coach getting fired, and people are always talking about how much star power they have in individual positions, and why aren't they winning more? And it's just like, I just, I can't, I can't stand it. I'm yeah. like, guys, they don't deserve this much press. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Dallas. People talk about Dak Prescott as he's as though he's one of the best QBs in the league, and he's I not. Know. Yeah. It's like I, I, if I were Dallas, I would trade him because because they're they're either going to lose him for nothing, or they're going to have to sign him for like a twenty plus million dollar deal, which is just going to be an overpay. Yeah, I yeah yeah I don't I don't get it like yeah. that yeah he he does get talked about it. and they same with basically Shake Milton here because like <laughs> no one would ever even know who he is right. if he weren't just like being thrust into this point guard role. I. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of ink has been spilled on this one of just like the possible chemistry on the court issues between Embiid and Simmons as far as like if they are able to play together. And I think that's legit because Simmons ideal role is to have what Giannis has, where he's basically like a point center almost and surrounded by shooters. And Embiid, I mean, he's going to play inside and block the lane for Simmons. 
and he could shoot threes a little bit, but not really, not well. His percentages are always <laughs> makes it where he shouldn't be shooting them. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Hinky died for our sins, and <laughs> Hinky was there. They, they they don't deserve good karma for fire, firing Hinky. I agree. Yeah. So fuck them. Hopefully they finish with the sixth seed and are quickly eliminated by... I mean, I guess it looks like... Okay, so we're seeing Boston now is nine and a half back. So uh, Toronto is five back. They, I think their magic number is one. Toronto plays Boston tonight. We'll see who rests players or not. Uh, but Toronto, with either one win or one Boston loss, will clinch the two seed. So they're going to be two. Yeah. Boston is two and a half above Miami. I mean, Miami could theoretically catch them, but it's that's a lot with only four games to go. Uh, so I'll say Boston three, Miami four. I love Miami. Um, I love Jimmy Butler. They're doing well without Jimmy Butler some games too. But Jimmy's, Jimmy's, a, Jimmy's a baller. He'll play in the playoffs. And I don't think the injury is that serious anyway. Well, they lost the game last night. But they didn't have um, Dragic either. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I think Butler and Dragic sat last night, and they were still hanging with the Bucks. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's, yeah. Not good news for the Bucks, but. I think I think the Bucks should be very worried at yeah. this point. Uh, I mean, how they're going to have to play probably Miami in the second round. And <clears throat> Toronto has been at 3-0 and in the bubble has been the story in the East where, you know, it was a little bit trendy to pick them as like a contender in the East. And, you know, the logic would dictate that losing Kawhi, how could they win a championship? But I don't know. They are killing it. And Siakam's had a big jump and they're so well coached. And I... I think I'm going to jump on the Toronto bandwagon and pick them to come out of the East. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm there. You know, we talked about it last week. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, the, the numbers, you know, the numbers favor the bucks in a lot of ways, the advanced numbers, like everything. But I just, I think Toronto is the, is the team. Yeah. They can, yeah. So. Uh, I'm rooting for that because uh, I like Toronto. I like Nick Nurse. Uh, also, you know, just looking ahead to two years from now when Giannis is a free agent, uh, not winning championships is only going to make it slightly more likely that he leaves Milwaukee. Uh, hard to know. True, but you don't know he's coming here. <laughs> What's that? You don't know where he's going if he leaves Milwaukee. Right, right, right. First of all, like... Uh, I mean, this is not a Knicks episode, but to, to, to make, you know, obviously when Giannis becomes a free agent, you court him and you try to sign him, but their their path and their long-term plan should not be built around that. We saw right. how well that worked with KD and Kyrie. And LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, Toronto... So they would get a nice, uh, they'll, they'll probably, I think Orlando Magic will secure the seven seed and they'll play Toronto and Toronto should win that easily. Milwaukee will easily beat the Nets in the first round. Then you get Boston Philly as a 3-6 matchup, assuming that happens. 
if Simmons is back, I mean, I, I would still take Boston, but it, it wouldn't shock me if Philly won that. Yeah, I mean, that's the series, that, that's the team that Boston doesn't want in the first round. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, like, they, they have a lot of trouble with Philly. Yeah. And so I, I think that the coaching difference is just is so drastic. Um, and the, and Boston's like pretty good. They got a lot of, they, I mean, they don't have Philadelphia's individual talent quite, but they're pretty solid. Yeah. 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 I mean, they have, they're, they're deeper. That's for sure. And yes, they're good. And like, I mean, Jalen Brown looking good. Tatum obviously played really well. Hasn't played so well yet in the bubble, but he's, he's a good player. I love Marcus Smart. Um, yeah, Kemba seems hobbled still. But. Yeah, yeah, but he's playing. Um, and Kemba, Kemba's a gamer. He'll, he'll, he'll bring it. Yeah. Uh, and I think I feel very confident that Miami will beat Indiana in the first round, assuming they play. Yeah, I liked what I've seen out of Indiana in the in the bubble, but it's it's like without Sabonis. Um, yeah. I, I just think they should take it as a moral victory and yeah. be, you know, positioned next year for a really good run. <laughs> they should trade TJ Warren today. I would. I would. <laughs> yeah. This is the highest. Like, he, I mean, he's, he's always been an underrated player, but this is, this is the highest his value is going to be after dropping 53, 54, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but Indiana as nice as they've played at, Three and one in the bubble. That one loss came, of course, to the Phoenix Suns, the rising Phoenix Suns. No, God, they've been so bad for so long. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, it's such a like. Yeah, I, I think they. I mean, I guess their 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 team looks good going forward with Aiton and Booker. That's a good pairing you want. Yeah, but they still have, I mean, they basically have, uh, like, Sarver is basically the Southwest Jim Dolan, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's he's a disaster, and people yeah. hate him. Well, people he's hate probably, working for him. Yeah. Like, and something he has that uh, Dolan doesn't have, as far as hateability goes, is uh, he's more likely to just be cheap and not want oh, yeah. to go into the tax. Don't. That's the one. That's the one good thing you could say about Dolan. Is he'll spend the money. Um, it's, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Uh, Sarver is the one that got called out by that old lady in the town hall about building a taxpayer-funded stadium, which I guess they're not. They didn't do i don't remember i'm watching actually on the tv right now it's uh the arizona coyotes no longer the phoenix coyotes versus the nashville predators and you know phoenix a big market right but i mean it's a big city i should say it's a big metro area uh but they i think arizona the arizona coyotes are like the least valuable franchise in the nhl from what i was looking at and yeah they came close to folding a few years ago yeah yeah, 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 but I think NHL keeps like I guess they want a presence in Phoenix for whatever reason, uh, and and still it's so weird that the NHL has an expansion team coming. I guess like these minor franchises are profitable somehow. Um, 
I don't know, but uh, Arizona should move, maybe to Houston. You know. Yeah. And uh, the Florida Panthers should move to Quebec. And Columbus Blue Jackets, come on, what a stupid team. <laughs> I mean, nobody in Columbus, Ohio, is rooting for, is following hockey. Uh, it's it's not a growing Sunbelt city. <laughs> it's uh, and the Blue Jackets, what a stupid team name and stupid logo. Just like move move them back to Hart, move them to Hartford, restart the Whalers. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well. Um. Okay. So. Who? Oh, while we're on the East, yeah. isn't it just such an embarrassment, like that they even brought the Wizards? Oh yeah. Like it. It just you just look at it. They have a winning percentage of three fifty three. Wow. They've lost every game in the bubble. Like. Yeah. I, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, if 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 Beal went down there. They'd have a chance to actually make the a play-in game because of how decimated Brooklyn is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Washington is. Yeah, it's like they shouldn't be there. Uh, but people joked that about Phoenix, and look at them. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Whereas and New Orleans is one in three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but New Orleans is like they are. I mean, I, I would love to, if they were the team I was, if they were my team, that'd be a franchise I'd be happy with at the moment. Oh, yeah. They're doing the the same thing that, you know, the Nationals did a few years ago with Steven Strasburg when they they had the innings limit or whatever when he came back from Tommy John. Yeah. And they were in playoff contention and they put him on the shelf. Yeah. They're like, yep. Yeah. So. I mean, got to think long term. Yeah, and think long term. Uh, yeah, so I guess that does it for the NBA. Um, that's we've solved it. Let's look at some games that are going on today. Uh, oh, we got a final in Orlando, but it's the San Antonio game. San Antonio beats the Utah Jazz, so they will move up to I guess. 21 games back, which will put them one game behind Portland and uh, one and a half behind Memphis. Uh, Utah continues to drop. That'll put them, I guess, tied for... That'll Oklahoma City will move up to a tie with Utah from that. Uh, four o'clock. Coming up, we got OKC versus Memphis. Uh, OKC should take care of business there. Oh, yeah. Um... Sacramento versus Brooklyn. Uh, hopefully, embarrassment. Yeah, you could watch that on Yes or um, if NBA League Pass. Orlando at Philly. Uh, I would say a, I would say a must win for Philly, but what does it really matter? I mean, they're not. It's not really a must win, actually. I guess. I guess this is Orlando's chance to just like, I don't, I don't know, secure the seventh seed. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Washington, New Orleans, not great. Uh, Boston versus Toronto is the game of the day, uh, assuming both teams play. Everybody, and I, I think they will. It's just hard to know how in in into it they'll be. Yeah, I just feel like I feel like Toronto. I mean, they're you know their magic number is only one or whatever, which basically makes it zero. Um, I just 
I don't know. I, I feel like they're going to keep playing. Yeah. Because I think that's just their thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they're a young team, so it's not like they have to rest guys who've been injury prone or anything like that. Uh, plus, it's like it's a system team. So even if they maybe rest Kyle Lowry, like Van Fleet could take the takeover. Van Vliet um, has been awesome so far in the bubble. Wichita State. Yes. Um, he's, he's one of the few interesting free agents this offseason. I I imagine Toronto's going to resign him. And, yeah. And I think, I think so. they can because Ibaka will be coming off the books. Uh, even though Ibaka's still a rotation guy there. Yeah, but I think Ibaka's next contract is just going to be, you know, right, more in line with his current skill set. Yeah, um, and you know, we were talking last week about um, the next San Antonio. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. and I, I really think it's Toronto. That's that's um, a good call. I I think they are they're they're kind of a, they've got a system, mm-hmm. they've got a coach, they've got a GM. Yeah. Um, they've got ownership that's, you know, committed to doing what needs to be done. And I just, and, and people want to go to Toronto. Like yeah. it's actually, I mean, I've been to San Antonio. It sucks. Right. <laughs> like the weather's maybe better than Toronto. If you are okay with the heat, San Antonio sucks. Toronto is like awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's like a major cosmopolitan city. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, th- I like that call. I think they are the next San Antonio in that respect. Can you think of like, I mean, how great is it to have what you could argue is the best coach in the NBA, um, and the best GM in the NBA with Masai Ujiri? I know the only thing I, I guess I mean I feel like Masai is a little, um, a little young, mm-hmm. right? To like to think of this as his last mountain. Mm. Um, and like Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse is also not that, but Nick Nurse has been around and he's seen everything. And I think Nick Nurse, even though he's getting his due now and people are like, man, Nick Nurse is a great coach and he could kind of go wherever he wants. I think the fact that he was a journeyman for so long is going to make him like really want to stay. Yeah. Um, but I think Masai, I just... I just wonder, I just wonder if one of those bigger market teams mm-hmm. can uh, lure him away. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that was that before the Knicks signed Leon Rose, uh, who I'm happy with. He seems to be competent and doing the right things. Uh, there was, you know, rumors of trading a pick for Masai Ujiri, which is always a weird thing, but that they coveted him and would want to have him come to save the Knicks. Like that's the type of mountain you're talking about, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I wonder where Masai would, where, like what's a franchise he could go to? I mean, Chicago. I, that's, that would be another possibility, right? Uh huh. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, maybe he eventually does. That's, that's an interesting thought. Um, but I'm sure he would also love to turn Toronto into a dynasty. Oh yeah. I mean, he'll take as many titles as he can get there, but I just, I, I don't know. I just think he's, I, I think he's the guy. I mean, um, the equivalent of what's his name in, in baseball, um, the Red Sox. The oh, Cubs, yeah. The, uh, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, Theo, who then went to the Cubs. Yeah, so I kind of I see that as a possibility for mm-hmm. um, Masai, and because God, I mean, Theo pulled it off. Like that was incredible. Even doing one of those things was amazing. To win for both of them yeah. is just that's all time. Yeah, the and, two most cursed franchises. Now he's like beloved by both cities. Yeah, and so. I don't know. I I think it's I think Masai appreciates the opportunity that Toronto gave him, and I think he'll I think he likes winning, and I think he likes Nurse, and he likes the system. But I I think he you know I think he sees maybe there's something bigger down the road. Yeah. Um, and there, uh, I mean, Toronto is like very innovative in the way they use their G League team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick Nurse was the coach of the G League team who had won championships and. And just so many players like Norman Powell and whoever has just come up from there and been contributing. And see, that's an, that's another inefficiency, I think, is mm-hmm. just is taking full advantage of the G League, like the way the Rockets do, you know, with their experimentation yeah. down there and the way Toronto's done it. Like, I, yeah, there's just the, the good GMs, like they're, they're doing everything they yeah. can. Yeah. The, I think like I think it might even it would be possibly a good trend. So like in Major League Baseball, nobody, almost nobody, gets drafted and goes straight to the majors. They right. always play in the farm system. Uh, Hockey is actually pretty similar. They they make a lot of good use of their farm system. NBA, you know, is starting to, but it's most lottery picks are gonna are going to play it in the NBA and it's almost feels like, like a, like just like a public, you know, sign of disrespect if they were to go to the G league, but that might change. And I think it could benefit, especially like young point guards, because it takes a while to really get up to speed with the NBA to just get a year of reps in the G league would probably be beneficial. Even if you're like the 10th overall pick. Yeah. I see. I think there's, I think the draft rules, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those. Cause you know, major league baseball, it's like you can get drafted out of high school. Then right. you, if you go to college, you got three years. Right. Um, I think there's, I think if, if people start drafting guys younger and can stash them in the G league, um, and have them start like playing and getting real reps under their watch versus a major college, like, Say, for example, got the 20th pick, right? Right. Like, r- rarely even going to turn into a rotation player. So you take kind of a flyer on somebody who's coming out of high school or whatever, and then you convince them, like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll just go to the G League instead of college. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you can – I feel like with when these rules evolve – I think I think it might change things like really just how these players make decisions and then then there's not going to be a stigma associated with the G League. Right. It's just going to be more of a yeah, that's this is the path I'm taking instead of wasting my time in, you know, in Tom Izzo or Mike Shashevsky's system for <laughs> a year or whatever. Like I'm going to get real reps with a real coach and real professional talent. Yeah, with adults. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they might add some rounds to the draft. Who knows? I mean, you know, you've, yeah, there's, I, there's also like the, N, the G League select team, which is starting next year. 
which I don't mm-hmm. totally understand, but it's uh, players have the option to play for that team. They're not affiliated with any pro team, um, but it's instead of college, and I guess they'll get paid? They will, and some of those guys like have already said they're going to the G League instead of to the pro instead of to college. Yeah, they're going to make like five hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Damn. Like, I'll take it. Jesus. Yeah, eighteen why... years old making five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I'll take that at age forty-eight, which I am. <laughs> or whatever age I, don't I am, to, it's, un- I don't it's unfair. Write, I don't have to write history papers or whatever that I'm like pretending to go to class. Like, <laughs> it's like just yeah. This is crazy. So, I think that um, I think that's the that's the next move for smart franchises, smart GMs, is to really develop that um, G League. Because when you look at past inefficiencies, a lot of people have caught up. Right, the international players, mm-hmm. everyone sort of caught up on that, and now, now everyone's sort of catching up to the you know small ball like approach yeah um and like stocking your team that way with three and d guys and, and so forth so i yeah i think what you do now is is you start figuring out how to make the most out of that g league the way um toronto and houston and some mm-hmm. of the others have done absolutely uh yeah. and one thing that's i'm liking so far about tom thibodeau is he said that like he would think it's good for players to get reps in the g league and Supposedly, last last year, the old Knicks regime was like, no, we can't send Dennis Smith Jr., I think they were talking about, to the G League because it's just not it's not okay for players. But, and th- that stigma's there, but, man. Um, it's just another... It's another check mark in the, in the negative column for, like, the old Knicks front office. But a check in the positive column for their new front office. It's it's true, but I think I, and they had a point. Like the stigma was yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even if there is a stigma, like God, if you got to get better, you got to get better. I'm sorry, like yeah, it's it sucks, but Jesus, Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, he he could be better, but he really he really he's good enough. He's a great enough athlete. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, um, I you know I wish him well and i hope he does get better i just hope it <laughs> they doesn't get that opportunity in a nick's uniform i am so <laughs> done with it like i don't care and like it's not like you have to save face with the chris taps porzingis trade it was a different front office um whatever it, it like i mean at the time it was about the, <laughs> i don't know if i want to go into chris Stapps right now actually fine i'll go into chris Stapps right now because we're seeing him in the bubble um it's really weird the way... Uh, so he had that sexual assault allegation against him, which has kind of been... I, I don't know if it was supposedly being investigated by the FBI, but then nothing ever happened. And it, it's almost like it just kind of went away. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't want to make any comments about, like, whether or not it's credible. Um, but I... I, I I think it would have been a bigger deal if he never was traded and like in the New York media, like about re-signing him and how does that look, especially like right in the middle of the Me Too movement. So I think that added to New York's desire to trade him and not that it's they could have gotten more. That I think that's the main problem is that they just got such a small return. But it's just, it's, I can't blame them for wanting to move off of him. 
Uh, they just like Dennis yeah. Smith Jr. sucks. It would have been nice to get a few more draft picks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. All right, John. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, Absolutely. It's yeah. my, my pleasure. I'm loving this. I'm loving the bubble. I'm, I'm loving everything that's going on right now. I'm loving the bubble too. Uh, it's, it's trouble, but it's, it's not too much trouble. <laughs> but not but double trouble. It's not double trouble. And I love trouble. <laughs> so true. Right. All right. Well, speaking of trouble, I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Bumble. You can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you listen to podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. <laughs> <laughs>